welcome to the fourth episode of All Elite Bros. My name is Greg, alongside my brother Nick. This is your home for all things All Elite Wrestling. News, rumors, analysis, opinions, and more. You can follow us on Twitter at bros underscore elite and on Facebook at All Elite Bros. If you have any questions or comments for us, you can email us at alleliteBros at gmail.com. On this week's episode, we discuss all the news that is happening in the AEW world, analyze episode two of Dynamite, and preview slash predict what we expect from episode three of Dynamite. So sit back, relax, and enjoy episode four of All Elite Bros. All right, let's talk about Dynamite uh, from last Wednesday. Uh, I believe that was October 9th. Yeah, that sounds about right. Um, mm. So let's go through the matches. So the first match was Private Party versus Young Bucks um, for the tag team tournament uh, for the championship, the first round. Uh, what a hell of a match. I mean, this, this match was insane. It was just great. It, it was it, like was shot out of the cannon. That's what I feel like. That match was just a fast break, full sprint the entire time, um, just showing the athleticism of the young bucks um, in private party. And just, just fantastic. Uh, the, the little uh, spot where Mark Quinn was just jumping back and forth, jumping over the, the top rope and just doing amazing moves and showing his athleticism was just fantastic. That, that part right there. Oh yeah. He tired. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it was it was impressive. I'm sure he was exhausted after that, but he they just did a great show. You can tell they have chemistry. I know they worked together before um, in House of Glory, so they have a lot of chemistry together. And you can tell right away well, with that they trained together. They came up training in the same place. Private party. Private. The, who, who, no private party. But they had a lot. Oh, I meant, yeah, I know private party have a lot of chemistry. I meant private party and young bucks faced off with each other in House of Glory a few times. And they faced off at the Young Bucks' last independent show. Which was House of Glory. It was House of, yeah, House of Glory. Yeah, so it was just a great show. And then they also um, had a little little uh, bit of storyline with it. Um, I believe it was Matt kind of was working on Isaiah's back, uh, uh, just showing that side of it, trying to work on his back. And he, I know he, uh, they had some kind of, you know, it just gave a little extra layer to the story and it wasn't just spots. They were actually trying to show, show some kind of a story, build some kind of story in the match. Yeah. It was, and this, it was funny how they said on commentary, they're like, Oh, oh yeah. Um, and Matt Jackson knows things about, about having back problems. I mean, yeah, he, they sold that for like over a year. So, yeah, it was just yeah. great. And then how they won it, it was just kind of like he rolled them up and they won the match and Private Party was celebrating. And I love him when they went to commercial, they had the split screen. You just see Private Party celebrating with everybody, having a great time because it was a big win. You, when oh, you yeah. win a match like that, it should be a big win. Young Bucks considered, if not the best, one of the best tag teams in the world. And to win a match like that for the tag team titles, it should be. Or for the tag team titles to go into the next round to get a chance at that. Let me get to what I actually meant there. And then they won it up with a roll up. They didn't try to act like they dominated them. They rolled it up and they won the match. So I thought it was uh, just a I, perfect match to start out the show. I thought I loved how that they won it too because they they stopped the Meltzer driver from happening and mm-hmm. then he rolls them up, gets the and gets the one two three. And even it makes uh, it more of a shock that they won. 
Right. So, yeah. So I thought that was a good match. The second part thing in the show was the inner circle promo where Jericho with Santana Ortiz, Jake Hager and Sammy Guevara come out and basically they get introduced their name and who they are. And Jericho was on the mic, just introducing everybody. Um, what, do you, what do you call Guevara? A Spanish God. A Spanish God, a teen heartthrob. Yeah. Um, <laughs> He was just on point the whole time, pushing everyone, getting that, selling them. I, I don't know if he's ever been part of a faction before, but boy, he uh, really uh, nailed it as being the lead of this faction and selling and pushing them um, ahead. Um, and then the big thing from it was the Jay Kager thing when they started chanting the We the People, and he just said, <laughs> No, no, that was a stupid gimmick. Mm-hmm. And and it's just stupid by bad, uh, creative, uh, creative, and it's dead. It died. <laughs> yeah, it was fantastic. Just the whole thing was great. He, I mean, Jericho. If I think he's he's the best one in wrestling today on the microphone. I don't know if anyone even comes close to him. Um, but he it was just a fantastic way. And then they named the Inner Circle. What are your thoughts on the name of Inner Circle? I like the name. Yeah, I think it's fine name. I mean, I, yeah. it's not lame. It's in, right. this is his inner circle. These are his confidants, as he said too, uh, for the le champion. And then I like the little uh, Viva La Raza thing there, just giving her a little respect to Eddie Guerrero on his birthday. Yeah, that was great. Yeah, uh, I loved what he, how he Chris when he was introducing everybody's Santana and Ortiz, and they're just standing there looking crazy. And he's these guys are psychopaths. Yeah, that's these guys. Yeah, yeah. No, it was great. Promo was great, and uh, it just made me. I love how at the end, though, they, 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 Jericho's over there. Oh, he's always going to get the pops and everything, but he did get it back to Cody because that's who he's going to be facing at full gear. And the best way to do that, not talking bad about Cody, you bring up Dusty and say that you didn't like him and he was a jerk. I mean, that's going to get. I know that's a little. People th- thought that may have been a little uh, unneeded, but I just thought it was. You know what? When you're in those that kind of situation, you need to get the heat. That was a good way to get the heat. Yeah, uh, it's, it's better than just talk, talking down your opponent when you can go somewhere else and get more. I hate saying this, but cerebral. <laughs> yeah, no, but it, it had to be done. Like him saying bad things about Cody, that wasn't going to change the. Thought process of the crowd. Yeah, like, I, I didn't like your dad. I don't like your brother. Yeah, he went over the whole family. He doesn't like you. So, yeah. I don't like your dog. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how anyone can't like Pharaoh, but whatever. Maybe he's not a dog person. Um, so, the next thing was the, the Darby Allen versus Jimmy Havoc number one contenders match. Um, Darby Allen wins with a coffin drop. I thought the match was solid. Um, I'm going to be honest. I didn't think it was anything special. And I think it got hurt by having the commercial break in the middle of it. But, uh, yeah, it was fine. I mean, Darby Allen's always going to pay the underdog. And Jimmy Havoc beat the crap out of him for 90% of the match. And then he flips it around, hits him with a coffin drop. And then Darby Allen is your number one contender, which uh, he will face Chris Jericho uh, at this week's AEW Dynamite um, in Philadelphia. And we'll talk more about everything that's going to go along with that later. And I love this match. This was probably one of my dream matches coming true. 
Yeah. Do you think it lived up to the hype, though? I don't think. I think I, you, didn't, I, you put this I, on, like, a pay-per-view and give them 15 to 20 minutes. That's, yeah, I thought that they probably will at some point have a pay-per-view match against each other. I mean, yeah, look at the Cracker Barrel match, even though Joey Janelle is in it. <laughs> right, but you, I want to see these two just go balls out and just go do all the crazy shit that they can. And do the promos, too, because Jimmy Havoc had oh, a good yeah. promo before the match started, and Darby Allen had, well, he had a hell of a promo promoting his the match against Jericho. Uh, that was released on Saturday. But, uh, yeah, so he's the number one contender. Um, the next match was B. Priestley and Sakura versus Riho and Dr. Britt Baker. Uh, Riho and Dr. Britt Baker get the win. Um, it was a fine match. I mean, I, they're still pushing the Britt Baker-B. Priestley uh, rivalry, which is good, the concussion. And then if you saw afterwards on social media, she got a black eye from B. Priestley now Britt Baker has. So. Oh, that is it. Uh, what was it? This bitch. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think that was the the thing she said on Twitter about after showing the picture. Um, yeah, yeah it was a fine match. I don't think it was uh that great. I mean, but it was it was a it was a good match to show some of their top talent. Um, right. Well, let's be honest. The women's division needs some work. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes they they needed to have their chance on the. Yeah. And putting her out there, Riho is fantastic. I, li- I like Britt Baker, B. Priestley, Sakuro. You can tell is is a veteran who knows how, knows her way around the ring. The ring, so she's always going to give you a good, uh, good, good effort in the ring, and know she knows what she's doing. So it was a solid I, match. I believe Sakura trained Riho. I think that's what they said. Yeah, you could be right on that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that was then the next thing was just a quick best friends. They showed the video package of them with their weird, bizarre video that they hug each other and the music's weird. <laughs> and then they cut to uh, an interview. What's that? No, the best friends they had, um, Orange Cassidy. Yeah, I didn't get to that part. We were just doing the video part. They did a video to start it. Uh, then oh. they did. A, then they did a quick promo. With with uh, I forgot the announcer's name. I forgot her name. <laughs> I, I apologize, but I forgot her name. She ta- was talking to best friends, and then they they didn't answer and said you should ask him. And then they pull back, and there's Orange Cassidy giving his half thumbs up, and the crowd went crazy. I love Orange Cassidy. Yep, he is. Uh, you either love him or hate him. I'm kind of in between right now. I'd like to see him wrestle on the show, but I don't know if he'll, I don't know if I want it on Dynamite. I maybe want to see it on YouTube, uh, the Dark sh- Show first. But that's uh, yeah. we need I, to see an Orange Cassidy match. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's interesting how that works. Like people hate him. I don't get that. It's more of the old timers need to realize that things are different now. That's a whole nother segment we can do one time (laughs) we we don't have to spend a whole lot of time on that uh the next match is sean spears with tully branchard versus john moxley making his first uh, official match (laughs) with AEW. because remember the janela moxley match wasn't an official match Uh, unsanctioned unsanctioned that's the the word i was looking for and then uh so they had a match it was it was solid i mean uh yeah did some manager heel stuff. Yeah, he's good at that. 
and it was it was great. It was a big uh, things you really don't see anymore in wrestling. The manager, for one. Yeah, no, he's a good. I, I like him as the heel manager. He threw Moxley into the stairs at one point. Um, yeah, it was a physical match. Got a little uh, crazy, but Moxley got the win at the end, which he should. He has the storyline. Uh, Sean Spears has no storyline right now. It was kind of like they built it up over the summer, and then Cody matches over. Boom, we're moving on. So once he gets back into a storyline with someone, maybe you know get him hot again. But you got to get Moxley hot when he's going against Omega. Uh, before we get to what happens after the match, Pack on the uh, with the announce team was fantastic, and he made up valid points. I'm a huge Pack fan, and I can't and I think he should be in the title picture. And he was bitching and moaning about that. That why is why was there a number one can, one number one contenders match and he wasn't in it? Um, right. He was good. He was good on the with the announcers as well. But then, um, so that yeah, your thoughts on him on there? Uh, was, he was great on the, the notes where it's like, like, look at my record in AEW. Why am I not? Why is Darby Allen and Jimmy Havoc getting a number one contenders match? And I'm not. I mean, I, I understand. He, he made some valid points, but at the same like, time, well, good point. Pack, you are a, a heel, and we don't want to have a heel heel match. Although they could have had that on TV, and it would have been fine. But you, I mean, you probably want to save that match. But even Jim Ross is like, I don't know. <laughs> That's true. But you don't want to – I don't think you want to do that match. I don't know. Yeah. Pack and Jericho should be a pay-per-view, and who knows who will be a heel or face in the future. So I don't think you just want to waste all your bullets right away. Right. So, And then as Moxley's going down the ramp uh, – or going up the ramp, uh, here comes Kenny Omega with a barbed wire bat and a barbed wire. Was it a broom or a mop? It was a broom. It was a broom. Um, yeah. And he threw the bat at Moxley, and it looked like they were about to go at it. And then Pat comes around and boom, hits him with the top of the chair, hits Omega in the back of the head, knocks him out. And then Moxley's over him with the bat and decides not to do anything. So he doesn't want to fight him that way. Yeah, no, that was interesting. I mean, into that a little bit later, but it was. I know how Pac he 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 came in there and right at the beginning when he went into commentary and he said, "Max actually should thank me because I stepped in when he got hurt." He should, yeah. So that was interesting, and then we'll talk about what, what that set, sets up for this week's uh, Dynamite during the preview for this week's episode. Um, so then the last was the main event, Sammy Guevara and Chris Jericho with Jake Hager in the corner versus Dustin Rhodes and Hangman Page. Um, Jericho and Guevara get to win, of course, with help from Hager. Um, it was a solid, a fine match. Just good to see Dustin Rhodes in the ring. Hangman just kind of floating in the abyss, in my opinion, right now, but... I feel like they have some storyline that we'll get to. It just hasn't gotten there yet. Um, but it was a fine match. Jericho, the heels, cheat to win, and they win. Right. I mean, when they had the setup where he was going to do the Shattered Dreams. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I was like, come on, do it. Just do it. Do it once. Kick him in the nuts. Nope. And he didn't do it. <laughs> nope. Uh, and then there was mayhem after the match, which I love mayhem after the match if it sets up anything. And then Paige gets attacked by Hager. Then they just uh, they get after the melee a little bit. They go to the backstage area because 
And I feel like that's going to set up a match going forward, maybe in that full gear. And then Dustin's by himself. And then where was I? And then, then Cody chants start and the lights go out and Cody comes out and starts beating up on Guevara. Um, and Jericho um, is beating him up. And then Santana Ortiz come out beating him up. And then Dustin's trying to do what he can do. And all of a sudden the Young Bucks, I believe the Young Bucks came out at that point. Yes, yeah, yeah. And then they're fighting, fighting. And then all of a sudden the inner circle get the upper hand. And then MJF comes down with the chair, and he, it looked like, boy, he was thinking about hitting Cody. It looked good. The crowd was ready for it. And then when he went after the inner circle, the crowd went crazy for him. So I think it was great. Boy, when he does turn heel, they're going to hate that him so much. That would be the perfect fit. Yeah. So, yeah. But it's it was good way to end the match or get, end everything. And then Jericho gets to the outside. He's yelling and screaming at everyone. And then all of a sudden Darby Allen comes down on his skateboard and attacks Jericho. I thought that was so cool. He's just strolling out and he jumps off and gets him, uh, gets Jericho and everything. And then hits, hits Jericho with the skateboard. Yeah. Yes. And then beat him up. Right in the back. And on the back. Yeah. And so then that, that's how it ends, basically. And he called yeah. Cody. And then, you know, he likes the word, you, word bitch because he called Cody a bitch as well. And he's done for and he called everyone stupid idiots. And Darby Allen, a son of a bitch. So <laughs> it's, it's a good way to end it. The crowd was hot. The crowd in Boston was awesome. I think they were, even, they were better than the Washington crowd, in my opinion. I feel like the size of the arena that they use are using now, I mean, you know, they went big for the opener. I think that's perfect size. It's like four to 6,000 people that are just crazy for AEW. Yeah. You can tell just by the – and plus Boston's a big wrestling town. For sure. Absolutely. But I just feel like – I don't know. It just – when you get to the bigger arenas, you're, you, you want the rabid fans, but you're always going to get just the casual fans too. They're just checking it out. So they're not going to be as rabid about it. But if you get it small and condense it down to – to the purest form that you're going to get the, the best of the best fans. I don't want to say that, but kind of. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So I thought it was just a, a good crowd and they were red hot. Yeah. So, and yeah. I just have to say that every time Jericho does say bitch, I laugh a little because it's just funny how he says it. Yeah, it is. <laughs> uh, all right. So that's our uh, summary of uh, AEW Dynamite. All right, let's talk about the news of the week. So let's start with the ratings again. Um, AEW had 1.1 million viewers, give or take, uh, combined with TNT and True TV simulcast because there was concern that baseball was going to kind of run over and have to be uh, have to push AEW off of um, TNT. So they had it on both. Um, so that's their viewers, and then the viewership for NXT was 790,000 viewers for them. Um, for me personally, it's not that big of a deal. Um, I'm not really concerned about the, the viewers. I mean, yes, it went down and went 300,000 people down with two big baseball games going on during, uh, that time, uh, game five to go to the league championship series. And yes, the, the viewers are going to go down, but the important thing is that they're putting on a good show week to week and that's going to always get more viewers to them. 
Exactly. I mean, I'm not really unless unless their viewership goes down towards like fifty thousand. No, 50, like fifty thousand. I'm not even worried if it's if it's five hundred thousand. It's still a lot of people watching. I'll tell you right now, if it gets to fifty thousand, TNT is taking it off the air. <laughs> it's fifty thousand. It's going to public access. For the kids out there, that is what used to be on cable service. It was free TV, and you get to watch. Remember, more than just uh, our age group listen, listens to this. So uh, it would be on YouTube. That, that, that's basically the modern-day uh, public access, right? <laughs> sort of, but public access barely monitored anything they put on anyway. Yeah, YouTube does a better job with that. Um, so yeah, it's, it is what it is. I'm not, I'm just, as long as they're putting out a good product, that's all you can ask for. Um, so that's how I feel about it. And NXT at 800,000, I'm sure they may go up as well with baseball, not be going up against it, especially a crucial both in game fives going to the championship series. So, so that's, uh, that's the viewership. We'll give you, we'll always give you every week, uh, the viewership that goes on, but as you can tell by us, we're not really concerned about what it is. So, uh, as long as you're putting on a good product. So the big, some big news though was the MLW contract situation. Where now, if you're signing a contract with MLW, it's basically making it harder for you to sign with AEW as well. So you're more exclusive to MLW. As we know, MJF is in MLW, Major League Wrestling, and so is Jimmy yes. Havoc. So and Tony Schiavone. And Tony Schiavone, that's right. Um, so they're, they had a loophole in their contract where they could work for both companies. So they're trying to nip that in the bud. Uh, your thoughts, Nick? I mean, I understand why MLW would want to stop doing those kind of things. Cause it's, they're running, they're running two different stories on the and different in each company. So it's like MJF, he's Uber heel. In MLW, but in AEW, he's heel, but Cody's best friend at the same time. Yeah, yeah. It, as it as will, you can see on the uh, last week's Dynamite, too. Yeah, he's, he's right. super over. Right. So it's it will confuse the viewers for if they watch both products, you know? I guess so. I mean, MLW's uh, viewership is uh, minuscule compared to AEW's. But, yeah, I get what you're saying. Um so yeah, I get what I get why MLW is doing it. It's beneficial to them. They want to uh, make sure that the people they have on their roster aren't moving on while they're still under contract to MLW. Yeah, so, finish out your contract, then you see if AEW wants. Right. So yeah, but it's also going to make people that sign contracts re- really think about it. If if there's a chance they could be on AEW, or I don't know if that works with NXT and WWE, probably not because of WWE side. But if there's a chance, do you want to take a long-term contract or you want to do a short-term and move on quickly because you have a chance to go to AEW? So that that's the only thing is the wrestlers have to make a decision that way. But I get why MLW did it. You want to have your roster of guys to that are only exclusively with you uh, other than on the indies. Right, and plus you don't want – your guys going out there and all of a sudden they get hurt on yeah. AEW and then they're out for so long and you've got to get them off your storylines that you had them in. 100%, especially when you think of Jimmy Havoc. He's he's going to throw his body around. I'm sure there's going to be a point where it's going to be nerve-wracking. But, yeah, so 
ML, MLW contracts make sense. Um, yeah. And then, so AEW Dark, which is going to be airing on Tuesday um, before Dynamite, uh, I just heard, I just want to quickly go over this. I know it was another, like, hardcore type match, just like before Joey Janela is going against Kenny Omega, and I heard it was insane, and I can't wait to watch it on YouTube. Um, I almost wish, I don't know if it should have been on Dynamite. I think it sometimes Joey Janela's matches like this are better served on a different platform than Dynamite because you're trying to do more legit stories and legit fighting and legit wrestling. And I think he can do that, but when you're in these kind of matches, I think it's once in a great while, but I think you can get away with it more on the AEW Dark. I think that they did this because I like what they do with Dark where they have, like we talked about before, that the wins and losses matter. Mm-hmm. Even on dark, yeah, it's all it's all encompassing. It's its own little ecosystem. Is AEW, yeah. And if this match is uh, supposed to be a hardcore match, it's I like think I, it's... I think they turned the lights off just like they did for the Moxley Janela match. So I'm not even sure that the uh, record will count towards it. But either it's way, Omega trying to get in the mindset of how Moxley is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so it's interesting. Yeah, it's very interesting, and I, I can't wait to see it. And uh, Dark goes up Tuesday. It's uh, six p.m. Central, uh, seven p.m. Eastern. Yeah. So yeah. So and then also uh, the big news is that on AEW Dark filming this Wednesday, uh, I think they filmed before and after Dynamite. Uh, guest guest commentary is going to be Taz in Philadelphia, which I thought was so cool. And I know you're such a uh, <laughs> huge Taz Mark oh, to say the least. When I when I first saw that, I, I I will admit I marked the hell out. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be super cool. It's just something that's out of the box. Like you're not seeing like the same group of announcers. Why not make it a little bit interesting? Things you can do on AAW Dark be different. Don't be the, have the same cookie cutter thing every time. Why not reach out to a Taz and then you maybe reach out to another person to come on commentary. Taz is going to be good at commentary. He's been doing it for so long. But even if a guy who's like a former wrestler, like you're in an area and, hey, I don't know, you're in uh, Calgary. Hey, let's have uh, Bret Hart come out and just be on the announce team. Who cares if he adds to it or negative? Just gets more promotion. It's going to get more eyeballs on your product as well. Lance, Lance Storm. Yeah, anyone like that. Sure, for sure. Yeah. Most of guys, have, they all have podcasts anyways. Yeah, I don't know if Lance Storm, I know he works with Impact, so I don't think he would be involved. But I get what you're saying. Someone in that ilk, like, trying to get someone out there. So, yeah, so I think that's going to be a good thing. I'm excited to hear about that. I know we have to wait so long because it's the next uh, Tuesday. So whatever date that is, I think the 22nd of October is when that would air. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's the news for this edition of All Elite Bros. All right, let's preview uh, Dynamite Episode 3, which will be coming to you from Philadelphia this week. Um, so let's start with uh, Lucha Brothers versus Jurassic Express in round one matchup for the AEW Tag Team Tournament to win the World Tag Team Championship. Um, so I am going to be – well, our, our podcast is named All Elite Bros. So you can see where uh, – our, our loyalty lies, um, especially with me. Lucha Bros, I think, are 
the best tag team in the world today. And they're even, they're probably top 10 singles wrestlers in my eyes as well. So that's how I feel about them. Um, Definitely. uh, Definitely a a Penta. uh, I know Penta. Phoenix is, he's just a dynamic performer. I just love everything about them. Uh, Then Jurassic Express, which is Luchasaurus. And Jungle Boy, I'm assuming those two will be in the match, and then Marco Stunt will yeah. be on the outside, running around doing the floss all over the place. <laughs> but, you do uh, not like Marco Stunt. Uh, it's not that I don't like him. I just uh, I don't think he adds much to the Jurassic Express gimmick. But that could change. I uh, I'm up for it to change, but right now I don't. It's not. I I just don't see the point at this point, <laughs> at this moment. Um, so I'm going to go with Lucha Bros here because I'm a huge Lucha Bros fan and I want them to win. I know it's not the popular thing. Everyone is really big on Jurassic Express, but Lucha Bros need to be shown on TV and show how great, great they are. All right. Well, I am legitimately torn during this match. Yeah. I love the Lucha Bros. Love them since the first time I... Well, when I first saw them, they both were singles competitors. Right. Yeah. And that was in Lucha Underground. Right. And I didn't that, watch much of Lucha Underground, but I do remember Pentagon. And I've been like, wow. I, well, they made him look like a monster there, but uh, which is good. I'm not saying that in a bad way, but right. yes. And then Jurassic Express, that in Lucha Underground, it's also where I saw Luchasaurus for the first time. Right. And fell in love with him right there just how his first match when I saw him. Mm-hmm. And then Jungle Boy, I, I've never really seen a lot. Once I found out that Luke Perry's kid was a wrestler, I looked him up through YouTube and searched him. And now I, I'm a huge fan of him too. Yeah. And I don't, I want Jurassic Express to win. I want them to win. Mm-hmm. But I don't see AEW letting Jurassic Express win and not have the tournament go on with the Lucha Bros and without the Young Bucks. That is a good point. Yeah. Can you really? I thought it was odd when they Lucha Bros and Young Bucks were on the same side of the bracket as well. Um, but I get that they don't want to have that match again. They've done it uh, three times, maybe four times. Um, twice in AEW and maybe once or twice in uh, AAA. So I get it. I just think if you're not going to have the Young Bucks be the first tag champs, I get that Jurassic Express is super exciting and people like them. It's different. It's fun. It's going to get the kids involved as well. Uh, I can't wait to have it on and show my son because to get him actually interested in it, I think that's the, the entry point for a lot of kids will be the Jurassic Express. Um, Absolutely just, right. So, I but I just think you can't. How could you have Lucha Bros and Young Bucks lose in the first round of your tournament and want me to think it's a serious tournament? And I'll come back on next week. And if they give me a good storyline and, and Jurassic Express wins, okay. But at this moment, I just don't see how that's a good thing. No, I'm be Lucha Bros winning. Yeah. So. We both go. You, you. So, did you pick? You said Lucha Bros, right? Yes, I want Jurassic to win, but I see Lucha Bros win again. 
Okay, so Lucha Bros for both of us. And then we got SCU versus Best Friends. Uh, I'm going with SCU because Christopher Daniels oh. and Kazarian. Oh, man. Why, are you picking them too? <laughs> uh, uh, best Friends, I, I'm on the fence on still. Um, so uh, uh, I think they, they're talented guys. I'm just on the fence on them. And SCU, I mean, Daniels and Kazarian, how do you not root for them? I wish Scorpio Sky was in the match. Because I think he's a phenomenal uh, wrestler that they should really push. And if they want to do tag team with Daniels and Kazarian, then they need to get Scorpio Sky singles matches. That's a, a, a little off to the side uh, conversation about that. But I think SCU's winning this match. I see SCU winning the whole tournament. Really? No, I can see that. Okay, that makes sense to me. Um, SC... Especially since it's Kazarian and Daniels doing it. Put up the, who, yeah, they've been champions. Where have they been? Right? Were they in Impact? In, Impact. They were in R-O-H. Ring of Honor. Yeah, Ring of Honor. Yeah, I don't know about. I don't think not in Japan. I know that, but I don't think they were in Japan. Were they? If they, they were, were just no, not they much. weren't. They weren't as bad addiction. I don't, I know that. Okay. All right. So we both think SCU and Lucha Bros. So that makes the final four of the tournament, in our opinion, uh, Lucha Bros. and Private Party. God, that match is going to be insane. If that happens, that right. match is insane. Um, and, versus, and then on the other side of the bracket will be SCU versus Dark Order. Um, and then we'll, we'll see from there. So we'll see if we're right on that. Oh, What's that? There's a slight chance that the best friends might win. Because of the Dark Order side of it? Yeah. I just don't see... They're dark perverts. Uh, uh, spooky, spooky, perver- spooky, spooky perverts. Spooky perverts. <laughs> no, that's a funny line. Uh, but, yeah, so that's how we think it's going to go. Um, and just, uh, whatever happens, though, I may be upset, but if, if Lucha Bros are out... Tag team wrestling is a legit thing. So that that's the most exciting thing about all this. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, next match, Riho versus Britt Baker for the AEW's Women's Championship. Um, there's, uh, It's, it's going to be a good match. Riho is so good as, like, the underdog. Britt Baker's – I'm not a huge fan of face versus face, but once in a while it's okay. But I don't see Riho losing the title here. And plus, I think that – I don't think Britt's going to be much. She'll be more of a tweener in this because I can see right, her getting, mm-hmm. getting more and more angry every, every match that she's had with uh, Priestley. So it's like, I, and she's just going to get into that dark, like more evil place. Right. Maybe you, you could be right. You know, it, it, even a match that has a, a face versus face. One has to play a little bit of the heel. In the Young Bucks and the Private Party match uh, from this past week, Young Bucks were playing the heel on that. They, they right. were playing it up, but they were the heel on that match, and that made it even more. Uh, uh, made that match even better because of that. So, yeah, I can see that. So it could be snapping, but snapping in the wrong way, which makes her lose again and getting her upset. Um, maybe B Priestley has some involvement in the match in some way. But Riho needs a, a competitor, and I don't think Nyla Rose is the right person right now because Nyla Rose has lost multiple matches. I think she's 0-3 with the only the over-the-top. But Riho needs a competitor to see who she's facing at uh, 
full gear and throw this out there. Maybe it's Awesome Kong. Uh... <laughs> awesome Kong versus Riho? Come on. Anyway, <laughs> we don't have to. That's just my. I'm just like throwing those little jabs at you and throw you for a loop. I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> so we both think uh, Riho's uh, retaining her belt, right? Absolutely. They're not going to just let her win it and then lose it the next week. Yeah, that's not that's not how they're... I feel like that's not what AEW is going to do, but we'll find out no. over time. Um, so the next match, which could be a, a main event on a TV show, um, uh, Kenny Omega and Hangman Page versus Pac and Moxley. Um, this is going to be a hard-hitting match, to say the least. Everyone in this oh match... My- God, it's going to be... They're, everyone's having welts on their body at the end of this match. They're going to beat the crap out of each other. Um, I feel like Pac and Moxley are going to win. But in my mind, I don't know if that... See, that's in my heart, but my brain's telling me you need to have Kenny Omega win more. <laughs> he is... He, he does, but only in tag matches. But he gets lost in the shuffle too much. He is... He should be your number one or n- number two, and I feel like he's getting a little lost in the shuffle. And maybe this week we can get, see things play out a little bit, but we need – I think – I changed my mind as I'm speaking. Omega and Hangman are going to win the match. Thank God. What? Oh, you went with Pack and Moxley? Yeah, they're going to win. And the reason is that both Omega's character and Hangman's character, they're both – getting broken down with losses yeah yeah and they're both gonna snap probably different ways mm-hmm. i mean like omega you could tell he's getting more getting in that crazy mindset again the, the cleaner he's getting back to the cleaner where he needs to be when the when the cleaner was a heel in new japan and he was the coolest he was the cool <laughs> The bad, but he was it was a heel because he was always facing that big, that big, the faces of the company, right? Yeah, and Going Hangman, Okada, yeah, and Hangman. I've never seen him heel, and I want to. Yeah, I'm interested to see how he would do with that. Yeah, um, and feel and feel with Hangman, it's just beating down his confidence since the Jericho match. Yeah. With so. Yeah, I mean, you're kind I, of convincing me, and they're not going to let Pack lose because it would be silly to have him lose Pack because he is two and zero in AW. You want to keep getting those wins and keep on right. having him get angry and like, why am I not getting my opportunity to the point where he snaps and gets his opportunity? But At this least. one means something different than in the singles matches. It though. does, but why? Why put a loss on his record? But didn't you pick oh. Pack and Moxley are winning? You said, yeah. Yeah, they're winning. I don't know. I'm saying now I'm it all does. over the place. I don't know where who I'm going to pick. They, Moxley and Pack are going to win. That's what I say. All right, just to be uh, adversarial, I'm, and I'm not going to flip flop once again. I'm going to say Omega and Hangman, just so we have one match that's different. Because <laughs> I got a feeling we got the, we're going to have the same one for the main event, um, which the main event is Chris Jericho versus Darby Allen, who won the one number one contenders match against. Uh, uh, Jimmy Havoc, uh, and it's for the championship. It's going to be a Philadelphia street fight. That's going to be insane, but 
Darby is not, it's going to be insane. Crazy. Obviously the inner circle is going to get involved. Obviously Cody's going to get involved. The young bucks are going to get involved and it's going to be chaos again. And Darby's not going to win. He's not, he's going to, he, he won't be able to get past the odds. He's going to put on a hell of an effort though. A hell of an effort. But Jericho is going to have the title at the end. Taz is going to get involved. And Darby wins. Do you really want Darby Allen no. as the champion right now? No, you don't. <laughs> I mean, I want him as champion, but I don't want Taz coming out and hurting himself. Yeah, he'll get hurt. And Taz wouldn't do that. Darby Allen is 22 years old. He's got plenty of, t- well, the way he lives mm-hmm. his life, who knows. Uh, <laughs> but <laughs> he may have a couple of years at least. Um but yeah, it, as I put on Twitter, I, I think Darby Allen's a star. And the promo he cut, it was so creepy in how they edited it. For um, it was perfect. It was perfect, right? And I wish the only thing critique I have. Well, there's a few about AEW. The critique is they need to put those promos on their TV in some way because their Moxley had a hell of a one the week before, right before the show started. And that promo needs to be on television. They need to put. Some I know video- who. I know who's doing those video packages too. Yeah, a former wrestler, mm-hmm. Nick Mondo, right? Yeah, a CZW legend, mm-hmm. and I, I've liked it since CZW, and I didn't know he was doing the all the filming for like the videos until well, the, uh, when Moxley our, when, when Moxley, Moxley first broke came out, of prison. Uh, right. <laughs> That was Nick Mondo helping him out, and it was freaking. I'm like, he's got to do this for everything. Now yeah. he is. He's doing it for all of them, but not the promo where Moxley was just with the camera. I mean, that was just Moxley riffing. Oh no, that, that right. was on all social media. I just think that needs to be on TV. You need to get that to an audience that is. Listen, if you're watching on social media, sometimes you'll get stuff that you're not really into. But yeah, if you're watching on social media. You're preaching to the choir. You know what I mean? Right. You need to get out and put on television those things. So I can, I just sometimes it's like you have a moment. Give Moxley a quick two minute video backstage, not where he's talking backstage, just a little promo where he's a video thing that was co- uh, recorded earlier and put him on TV or put that Darby Allen thing on TV. That is going to make it seem bigger. It's going to make Darby Allen look bigger in their eyes. Right. It's going to make Moxley. He's a Boxley's a star on AEW. They need to treat them like stars. So, but anyway, Jericho wins. Inner Circle gets involved. It's gonna be chaos at the end again. Agreed. <laughs> uh, yeah, you- it's gonna be. I don't know if it's gonna be chaos or if somebody else is gonna come out to try to mess with Darby so he loses. Uh, yeah, start some kind of feud with him, like Jimmy Havoc or even someone else, like Janela or something. Or, or, or even Sammy Guevara. Yeah. I could see that happening, yeah. too. Yeah. So and then start a feud with those two for the full gear. Set that up for the full gear where it's Darby versus Sammy. That's a good idea. Um, yeah. So we'll see what happens. Um, we'll go over kind of – we we'll go over what we thought – uh, was going to happen and what actually happened. We were right on our picks if we weren't. Um, so that was our Dynamite Episode 3 preview.
Thank you for listening to the fourth episode of All Elite Bros. We will be back next week to break down everything that happened at AEW Dynamite in Philadelphia. Once again, you can follow us on Twitter at bros underscore elite and on Facebook at All Elite Bros. If you have any questions or comments for us, you can email us at alleliteBros at gmail.com. So with that being said, goodbye and good night. Bang!